0: It's time for This Week in the Big East, a comprehensive look at the teams, coaches, players, and the storied tradition of the Big East Conference. Here are your hosts, longtime conference play-by-play announcer John Rook, and Big East author and sports writer Kevin McNamara.
1: Villanova with the basketball, Brunson comes in the front court with Seth. Brunson attack, Brunson goes to the basket. He missed the layup, the tap no good, Marquette got it! One point, they've done it! They have done it! The greatest regular season win in Marquette history. Knocking off the defending NCAA champ. The Here number comes one the team spirits. in the country. And they should be on the floor. All the suits should be on the floor. Down by 13 with 640 remaining. All that matters is the final. One to remember for a long time. Marquette 74. Number one ranked defending NCAA champion, Minnesota, 72
2: Welcome to This Week in the Big East, our weekly look at the teams, the coaches, the players, and the stories from the schools comprising the Big East Conference. I'm John Rook, once again with Providence Journal beat writer and author Kevin McNamara. And just wow, Kev, Marquette grabbing its share of the national stage this week with not just one win over a top 10 team, but how about two of those? Including the stunning comeback against number one Villanova at home on Tuesday that featured a 19-4 to run to close the game. And then the Wildcats missed on a last-second shot that still could of won it for them. Golden Eagles pretty much aren't going to sneak up on anybody from here on out, are they?
3: No, I'm not surprised. Uh, I, I, they've always played well at home. Uh, I think Steve Wojciechowski has put together a really good core of younger players that are clearly getting better they're maturing uh, and then he also has you know the addition of, of the two graduate transfers in Katon Reinhardt and Andrew Rousey and they really stepped up in, in the Villanova win and you know John I guess it's a point that in college basketball with six minutes to go if you're, <laughs> if you're up by uh, 1516 you can't quite turn that no off. you know in
2: fact I, I talk about this with my broadcast partner Joe hassett all the time on the Providence games that uh, you know with the 30 second shot clock and the three-point abilities that some of these teams have, a game is not over with five or six minutes left even if it's a double-digit margin. It just isn't. And frankly, in some of these comebacks we've seen, teams either A, they hit the
3: wall, or B, they don't adjust to something that a team does to them defensively. And turnovers, you, you f- forgot that um, you know ingredient as well, turnovers that turn into threes yeah. are just deadly. And we see that an awful lot. And again, you have to be able to make the shot, and Marquette has a bevy of three-point shooters Ooh. who stepped up under pressure. Ooh,
2: they, they, that team can shoot the ball as well as anybody how about another team that can shoot the ball as well as anybody how about butler butler seems to be shooting the ball pretty doggone well as well and butler ends up knocking off seton hall 61 to 54 on wednesday night and what does that win for butler do it ties them for first place in the league with villanova at seven and two at the league's halfway point
3: you know we've said on the show since the start this season that we didn't see anyone going 16 and two and and i and i don't think that's going to happen and
2: No. Now halfway
3: yeah. through, you know both teams are are seven and two. Right, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think Villanova has shown that uh, th- you know they've been able to squeak out some close games, uh, but they're not dominating people. And more importantly, on the Butler side, Butler's undefeated at Hinkle uh, with a win over Villanova. And uh, they're just playing some really solid, efficient basketball. And, boy, they really defensively, they stepped up big time at at Seton Hall. They really handcuffed the Pirates.
2: Well, at the halfway point of the league standings, uh, as we get to nine games in, nine games out, going into the weekend, Creighton and Marquette are tied for third, actually, with just eight games played. They're 5-3, and but technically we're now getting into the second half of the season. Then Xavier's just another half game behind. And St. John's all of a sudden has pulled itself almost up to five hundred in league play. And the Red Storm... With a freshman backcourt, they've had some dynamite wins this season.
3: You know, we both saw uh, St. John's go into Providence and get a really uh, shootout win uh, against the Friars, and both Shamari Pons and Marcus Lovett were outstanding.
2: Tremendous talents. I mean,
3: you always see things on television, but when you see a speed guy, and they're both speed guys in person, it just it jumps out of the gym. And, uh, you know, Providence has a very quick, efficient, you know, really explosive point guard in Karen Cartwright, And it was one against two. You know, the two freshmen, Pons and Lovett, if they're playing well, are very difficult to cope with.
2: A couple other things that stand out from this past week's play, Kevin. I think we have to start with Creighton. They still seem to be searching for a style of some kind of play after losing Maurice Watson to that season-ending knee injury. What are your thoughts on Creighton uh, and and how much time they have to be able to sort of straighten out uh, the shop in order to be uh, a contender again?
3: Well, I think they have enough time because, uh, obviously, they get off to such a great start. So it's not as if they're in danger of not going to the NCAA tournament. What they're in danger in is falling back as a seed. Uh, I think they were a top-four seed uh, with Watson. I don't think they'll be a they top was talk four.
2: about them being a top-two with Yeah. Them.
3: Yeah, I mean, John, they they were they could have won the Big East. Yeah, I can't yeah. see them winning the regular season title now. But uh, you know, if they protect their home court, and more importantly, uh, get Davian Mintz, the freshman point guard, I think he's probably going to be the answer at the point. And more important, maybe the uh, co-important Marcus Foster can be as dynamic a guard a scoring guard as there is in the league he just needs to take on even more of a load and then a couple of other things Marquette's kind of separated itself now from the pack
2: into the upper half and so you'd have to think that perhaps the Golden Eagles now have a great opportunity ahead of themselves uh, as they start to point toward the Big East tournament and even uh, the NCAA tournament
3: I think Marquette's going to be in good shape I really do as we said off the top here I think they have younger players who are progressing nicely getting better Uh, the team that's that needs to Pick it up a little bit is Seton Hall. Uh, you know, veteran team, a uh, lot of good pieces, uh, very good non conference showing. Right now in the league, uh, you know, they're three and five, uh, they, they need to get going.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll share a question with you that we received via Twitter earlier this week, later in the show. But in the meantime, you certainly might have your own questions. Things kind of pop up all the time, we know. And Kevin and I aim to please. So you can follow us on Twitter at JR Broadcaster, and he's at Kevin McNamara 33. And then tweet those questions to us using the hashtag TWITBE, standing for This Week in the Big East. Our Big East spotlight for you this week shines on a coach that has his team squarely in the mix of contenders at the league halfway point. If Butler's play is a surprise to you, it isn't to others, including their head coach. He joins us next, this week in the Big East. Coming up this week in the Big East Spotlight.
0: When a drive for excellence combines with social justice, there is energy. When entrepreneurial spirit is unified with a passion for service, there is power. At Marquette University, when we bring people who hold these convictions together, they might. They become agile thinkers, fearless leaders, and willing servants. The force that acts for good no matter what. Ready to go forth and set the world on fire. Marquette University. Be the difference. Big East Spotlight. The
1: fans cheer on the Bulldogs. One second left. Down goes is stormed. Butler has beaten Villanova for the first time in program history.
2: Well, Butler's fans may not have known exactly what they had coming into the year, having lost two all-conference players to graduation from a year ago. But the Bulldogs themselves, well, they might have figured things would be all right with non-league wins against Arizona, against Utah, against Indiana this year. Now that Big East play is halfway through its grind, Butler finds itself in a familiar spot right in the middle of the mix and tied for first place head coach Chris Holtman joins us this week in the Big East uh, coach your team has surprised some with its depth overall I think but how have they surprised you with how they performed to this point
4: I think the fact that we've been you know resilient in some really tough moments in the midst of games um, you know you don't know when six of your 11 guys are new you, you don't know necessarily what to expect and I think that's probably been most surprising and it's really Really happened from from the start of the year on. We've had a lot of close games, and they've responded really well in those.
3: Uh, Chris, it's very clear that your defense has carried you this year much more than in the, in the previous two years. Uh, is that just a switch in recruiting, different focus, uh, just a different type of athlete that you've been able to bring into Butler?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting question, and I've, I've got that. Um, you know, a lot. We, we've been we've been better defensively. I, I will say this. So. It was a tale of two seasons, really. Our our first year as a staff, which was our interim year, we were seventh in the country overall in in defense, and we were third in the league in defense, and we struggled at times offensively. Then last year, we kind of became this really efficient offensive team, top 15 in the country, and our defense really faltered, and we did kind of this year say, okay, we've been really good defensively one year and not so good this this next year both years have been good years we found ways to win but we need to have more balance within our team and uh, we've been able to manage that this year and a big part of that is we we need to continue to get more athletic Uh, we're not there yet uh, but we are looking for defensive versatility in our lineup as much as we can find it
3: well you're making out pretty good so far, Coach. <laughs> yeah, you sure are. We had Andrew Schravitz on the show, I believe it was last week, and we asked him kind of what the key to the season has been so far, and he did go back to your play in Las Vegas um, with the two uh, you know, really good wins out there against uh, Vanderbilt yeah. and Arizona. Um, do you agree with that? And was maybe that uh, give you that you know, maybe a different horizon, a different look at this team early in the season? Yeah, I
4: think that was probably a shot in the arm for our guys confidence, but I also think beating Northwestern in our second game of the year was a big moment because I knew how good Northwestern was. Other people did, not I think I did. I I suspected they were going to be a tournament team. They certainly are. So I think that, combined with the Vegas trip, I I think was was pivotal for this group. Uh, Just because, you know, we were picked in the bottom half of the league, picked picked 6th or 7th, and you just... I get it because we lost... We lost two all-conference guys and Mm -hmm. some good seniors.
2: Chris Holman joins us here this week in the Big East, at Butler's head coach. I want to kind of follow up on that a little bit. I'm glad you kind of led me there because you actually have, when you lost those two guys, you have two guys on this team this year that have helped to pick up the slack almost in a different sense, and it's because they're experienced players, guys like Avery Woodson and Keithan Savage who came from other programs, and even Tyler Lewis to an extent. He was a part of it last year. But these guys have come in, and even though they were relative unknowns here to you you kind of knew that they could give you some extra experience and maybe a little extra savvy coming off the bench and even in a part-time starting role in woodson's case uh, that i think a lot of people didn't see coming so was this a strategic move by you how did this all
4: come about yeah yeah we we felt like we needed we had some we had some holes within our program that we needed to address with with um some older experienced guys and Keithan was an important pickup for us, even though he was a sit one, play one. And Avery was a very important pickup as well because, you know, he was a graduate transfer that could play right away.
5: Mm -hmm. So so,
3: there's
4: no question that you look at our team and our season and uh, what we've done up to this point. Those guys have played a very, very pivotal role.
3: When you lose uh, guys like Kellen and Roosevelt, uh, obviously finding guys to come in behind them is so important in leadership roles. And I've seen a few things on Keelan Martin where he's clearly a super talent, you know, really good scorer, but needs to be needs to be pushed and needs to be coached. Uh, can you just yeah. talk about his development uh, th- through his career with you?
4: Yeah, I think he's he's growing. He's growing as a player. Last night he doesn't doesn't shoot it well, and he struggled shooting the ball, but he. He made a couple big baskets for us, but he really defended well and had 11 rebounds. So, you know, if he can impact the game in other ways, that's what we've been continually challenging him to do. His offense will come around. Uh, I believe that. You know, it was important for us to win, and I think, you know, like any good player, he wants to be coached and wants to be challenged, and that's what good players typically want.
2: Well, now you've got a team at 7-2 and two through the halfway point of the league schedule. You're sitting in first place. I'm not sure you expected to be there, but what do you do for an encore?
4: <laughs> uh, just, you know, just uh, try to get better today in practice, really. I think that's about as exciting of an encore as we're going to be able to provide. And I think to, to get beyond that, I, I really don't look at the standings, and uh, if, if people didn't ask me that, I couldn't tell you who's where and what at this point. I think maybe you do as you get to the last you know couple weeks of the season, but uh, it's somewhat it, it, you know it's somewhat irrelevant to some degree if in, unless you're you know unless you're in the top couple you know challenge challenging for the league. You're just trying to prepare your team to get ready for the Big East tournament and hopefully postseason,
3: Coach. I think what you said after the win at Seton Hall was uh, was spot on. There's no trophies for the halfway first uh, first place lead, so uh,
4: yeah. yeah, yeah, there's not. You know, I, I wish they gave them. It, yeah, I'm actually glad they don't give them out at halftime this year because <laughs> we would have we wouldn't have gotten a lot of trophies with some of our uh, first halves. But uh, yeah, it's a long season, and Villanova is clearly the favorite. There's no question. I think Marquette can win and I think Creighton can win the league um, or have a chance. I think Xavier uh, as well. I think there's a lot of teams that could be in the mix with at this point.
2: What's important for your guys to remember at this stage now that you've had a little bit of success?
4: I just think having a growth mindset as much as possible and you know, understanding that, that uh, the only thing that right now can prevent us from being our best in March are some of those things that that can be corrosive within a team, whether it's chemistry or whether it's you know selfishness or a poor work ethic. So it's our job to control those things and just continue to grow and see where that takes us.
2: Head coach Chris Holtman and Butler has its next two at home in Hinkle Fieldhouse with Georgetown on Saturday, followed by Creighton next Tuesday. Who's hot? Well, if you don't know, we'll tell you next this week in the big east coming up who's hot this week in the big east
0: at butler university we've been called underdogs we prefer overachievers here you'll be challenged to put your education into practice in the real world and gain the career experience to prepare you for the road ahead so four years from now your biggest challenge will be deciding which job offer to take no matter where you end up we'll help you get there butler bulldogs aren't born they're made plan your visit at butler.edu
1: who's hot rousey in the front court in the corner reinhardt quick three good nicely done to the corner hauser he'll try a three you bet here we go marcus levet here has 13 points uh, in the first half And now Marcus now with the clock winding down. Seven seconds to play here in the first half. LeVette guarded by White with five, four, three. three Three-point shot right. Wiggins good! Marcus LeVette with the three-point shot. Carrington gets it inside Delgado. Head fake layup good. Pirates off the busted play. Got it to Delgado. Good assist for Carrington.
2: And Seton Hall leads 11-10. Back to the other way. J.P. McCura catches, rises, two-hand dunk. Xavier answers immediately. The Musketeers lead 46-38. Davis got to do
0: a better job defending, Joe.
1: JP McHira deflecting a pass into the perimeter, racing to the rim, lays it up, good, he's fouled on the play. 15 seconds to shoot, a minute 45 to play. St. John's down by one, 84 to 83. 10 seconds to shoot. Here is Ellison now. He drives a free throw line, seven seconds to shoot. Mid post, far side, good! Wow. Malik Ellison with that jump, and St. John's takes a one point lead, 85-84. Now the lead pass to front court to Powell, three on two. Carrington inside, Delgado lays it up, good! Pirates shredding the press, and Delgado with the layup now has 19. 72-54 Seton Hall. Villanova with the basketball. Brunson comes in the front court with seven. Brunson attacks. Brunson goes to the basket. He missed the layup. The tap, no good. Marquette's got it. One point. They've done it. They have done it. The greatest regular season win in Marquette history, knocking off the defending NCAA champion.
2: Welcome back to this week of the Big East. I'm John Rook with Kevin McNamara. Kevin, we are learning. As we've hit the halfway mark in league play, that some veteran players are certainly playing as well as we perhaps thought. Josh Hart being one of those, he's going to join us in a little bit. But some of the younger players in the Big East are growing into stars themselves. And not that it's unexpected, but in some cases, maybe a little bit faster than we first thought.
3: Where do we start? I mean, there's... A- Awful lot of really good freshmen. Justin Patton has gotten, you know, the most notoriety uh, out of Creighton, and you know, even in a loss against a twenty point loss to Georgetown, he, he put up twenty twenty <laughs> points and, and seven rebounds, so yeah. he keeps cruising along. And then, you know, obviously the St. John's guys. Uh, yeah, the
2: two kids at St. John's and Shamari Ponds and Marcus Lovett, uh, you know, freshmen shouldn't play like these guys do they play with a veteran savvy about them and and with an ability to just sort of hey I don't care what happens I'm gonna play my game and it works
3: for them well it's funny it's almost a a negative shot when people say to St. John's they play like an AAU team well that means they just don't care I mean it's they just go and really go and offensively they play with such freedom and aggression that is very very productive in the win of Providence uh levetta 26 pons had 22 chris mullen will take an aau finish like that all day long 48 points from a freshman backcourt that's pretty impressive no question and then you know elsewhere around the league you know marcus howard obviously is off to a great start at marquette uh previous week he averaged 18 and a half points uh was not much of a factor due to foul trouble in the big upset of uh of villanova and then uh Kamar Baldwin, yeah. uh, you have right there in front of you, was yep. last week's uh, Freshman of the Week. That's right. We're going to get to that. Uh, Villanova's Josh Hart surprises nobody
2: with his Big East Player of the Week honor this past week. Average 18 points, 5.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists, and two Wildcat wins a week ago. and He proved practically unstoppable against Providence. Had 25 points and a 10-point home win last weekend. Hart leads the Big East in scoring, but he's he's 5th in rebounding, he's 8th in assists, he's 8th in steals, he's 4th in assist to turnover ratio. Man, if there's a more complete player in the country i think he's going to be hard to find
3: i I wish they had a stat and i'm sure the coaches have a stat loose balls he gets every loose ball he's to the ball almost every time that it's up for grabs and that's a credit to josh's obviously intensity and quickness and like we said we'll be talking to him coming up in just a couple of minutes big
2: east rookie of the week you just mentioned butler's kamar baldwin in spite of the veteran leadership the bulldogs are getting from a rather deep bench baldwin is supplying some real Top, including five points in the last 24 seconds of the game to hold off to Paul last week in overtime.
3: I mean, obviously, one of the better players in the league. He's been outstanding, and uh, obviously, he's key for his team going forward. Ooh, yeah, huge. And uh, that kind of depth is really is what made
2: Butler a big surprise in this league, not only getting it from Baldwin, but from a couple of transfer kids that they have as well that are uh, all contributing mightily. They go legit eight, nine deep in their rotation.
3: on and Andrew Shravitz, too. You yeah. know? I mean, Who ir- we talked to last week here I- on the show. Irreplaceable senior piece.
2: The uh, Big East honor roll this week, Baldwin's teammate, Keithan Savage, we're talking about this deep bench that Butler has. He averaged 18.5 points per game. He shot 58% for the floor for the week. Creighton's Marcus Foster had a season-high 30 points and a loss to Marquette. And speaking of those Golden Eagles, Marcus Howard, you just mentioned him as well. Still, even before the Villanova win over Villanova, he had averaged 18.5 points. Shot 54% for the week against two top 15 teams. Now, Trevon Blewett of Xavier, let's not forget the Musketeers, still very much in the mix here. Blewett averaged 20.5 points and 5.5 rebounds for the Musketeers. He had a game-high 24 against Georgetown in a win earlier this week. And then Seton Hall's Angel Delgado had the kind of week that just doesn't happen often. He had a 20-20 game in a win over St. John's. It was actually 21 points and 20 rebounds. That's a first for a league player since 2010, when Providence's Jermaine Greedy Peterson pulled off the feet, he had 29 points and 20 rebounds against
3: Rutgers. So that qualifies as a wow moment, I think. It's an old school name right there, Greedy Peterson. But hey, how about this, uh, John? Then in a loss, a home loss, tough home loss to Butler, Delgado comes back and gets 22 rebounds. Now he only had 12 points, but you know how tough Still it is? Still double, a double-double. <laughs> and how tough is it to get 20 rebounds and 22? In back-to-back games almost it's a lot harder to do that than score 20 points i can tell you that i really angel is is cleaning the glass in the big east this season
2: well our big east focus zooms right back in on the top of this particular list as we were just talking about and you know after winning a national championship what's good for an encore on the main line do you think better yet what's a guy like josh hart looking forward to we'll talk about that next this week in the big east coming up next the big east focus
0: To walk these classrooms, these fields, these courts, is to walk in the footsteps of legends. Villanovas who have built a legacy of success, both in and out of the classroom. Bound by tradition, humility, and our commitment to each other, we are stronger together. We are fearless, relentlessly pushing ourselves to victory. We believe in Nova Nation and give ourselves to it totally, even when no one is looking. We are Villanova, and each of us strengthens all of us. Big East focus. Pascal on the right wing back to DiVincenzo. Thought about a long distance three, but a good closeout
1: by Gates. Hart now at the foul line. Great bounce pass to Reynolds for the two handed flush. Josh
0: Hart's passing abilities are getting better and better and better.
2: Welcome back to This Week in the Big East. Villanova has been on quite the ride over the past couple of years with a shot for the ages to win a national title and a solid chance to be right back in the championship picture before this year is done. And Leading the way is a solid all-around guard in the backcourt that, well, he may not wow you from time to time, but before you have a chance to react, he's by you. The Wildcats leader, Josh Hart, joins us this week in the Big East. Josh, you know, and I know you're aware of this, you're in the top 10 in several statistical categories within the league, but I'm curious, what is it that you feel you actually do best because you do so much really well
5: yeah i would just say i'm you know, making the right play um you know, i gotta realize that's not always scoring you know when, when coach calls a play uh, you know i calls my name i gotta realize you know, he's putting the ball in my hands to, to not just not just score but just make the right play in that that play you know at times can't be scoring but you know a lot of times it's how de- you know the defense plays you have to make the right decision a lot of times that would be to make the extra pass, make sure your teammates um, are, are getting better. And, and that's probably the one thing that I really take pride in.
2: Well, now to follow up on that just a little bit, it does seem like you do take your own initiative in several situations. So does he give you the, the green light to be able to make these decisions on the fly? You've had pretty good judgment so far.
5: Yeah. Um, you know, he, he coaches me you know, every day in practice. Um, a lot of times he, he you know, um, you know, it's coming off ball screens, and, and that he wants me to be more, you know, even more aggressive. And uh, at times, he'll say that. I'm like, of oh, course, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, make sure, you know, get, you know, making everyone better. I'm getting, the, you know, the ball in you know other guys' hands. But, you know, he definitely gives me the green light to, just to, to make the right play. And, you know, he has all the trust in me. Uh, my team has all the trust in me. So when you're doing that, you, know, you can't make the wrong play. You, know, you, you just want to you just go out there and just play, um, play obviously with our, in our style, but just you know, have your own instincts, and that's something that coach you know, definitely wants us to do.
3: Josh, can you maybe describe how you think your role is different this year from last? You know, last year you're all Big East, uh, lead the national champions in scoring, and are irreplaceable. But uh, just watching Villanova this year, you're more irreplaceable.
5: Obviously, offensively. Uh, you know my role, my role has increased, uh, but but the biggest difference, you know, it's just my role you know, off the court. My, you know, my role is just as a leader, and that's something that I definitely need a lot of work. You know, a lot of work in. Um, I feel like I'm growing uh, in certain in certain ways. Uh, I've always been more of a you know, kind of play, you know, lead by example kind of guy, uh, and not really too much of a vocal leader. That's something that I had to get better at. And you know, coach put you know put me in that position to to to, to grow and to make sure this team is playing over basketball, and I think that's the biggest difference. I, you know, coach might call you know a play two more uh, more for me mm-hmm. or you know something like that, but you know, the biggest the biggest change is just you know my role as a leader.
2: Mm-hmm. Josh, how did last year's title run? change your attitude toward the sport and how did it change the attitude of your team in this program for this year
5: yeah the expectations uh, definitely um are high um, just for for each other uh, for this program and we know that but we just gotta focus on not no not letting that national championship
3: This is the last question about last year, but I, I, <laughs> I want you to tell some tales out of school on, on your classmate and your I'm sure close friend Chris Jenkins. Uh, when you when you're with him on campus, how many times does he get stopped and say, "Hey, can I get a picture?" or "Can you tell me about the shot?"
5: <laughs> yeah, right um, now it's kind of died down, uh, but when, when it happened, I'll I I, be hanging out with him, and, and people would just just, just flock to him. You know, it it got to the point I'm just like Chris you know, Chris will ask me about going somewhere, I'm like, you know what? Nah, I think I'm gonna just I'm a just in my room play Xbox. It just you know, you know, when you go with Chris, it, it, you know, you're you basically kinda of with a celebrity. You know, people are gonna you know, stop, people are gonna wanna talk, you know, talk to him, people are gonna want pictures, people going to gonna want autographs and you're like, you know what <laughs> and you can't you can't really stop it. It's you know, it's just
2: You guys got a little bit of a of a humbling experience uh, this past week by going into Marquette, and you seemed to have that game in control, and then all of a sudden you got beaten by a buzzsaw there at the end. So, how do you take that now and build from that from here? Because through the halfway point of the season, you're still tied for first place in the league.
5: Yeah, um, that that was a, a a game where we didn't put together forty full minutes of Villanova basketball, and that's something that this program has took pride in, you know, ever since Coach, Coach Rice has been here, and, and we didn't do that, and, and when you don't do that in this league, you know, you're going to get exposed, you're going to get beat, and, you know, even if we won that game by you know, by two, by four points, we still didn't play Villanova basketball for 40 minutes, and that's been, you know, the story of our season, and, you know, we're, we'll have, you know, great spurts, you know, four or five minutes, where we're just playing our butt off, we're Getting stops. We're you know, we're getting you know, getting back into transition. We're 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 playing Villanova basketball, and then you know, we get a lead, and then we we let it slip a little bit, and then you know, we try we build that lead back up, and then we then it slips slips a little bit. Sure. So we need to realize we have to play 44 minutes of Villanova basketball. We can't focus on the score of a game. We can't focus in focus on you no know, ourselves individually and how we look. We got to focus on this team. And making sure we we play forty four minutes and you know nothing less.
2: Well, you mentioned the the phrase Villanova basketball several times during your last answer, and I think you were getting to describing what that really is. What does Villanova basketball mean to you and to your teammates?
5: Yeah, just something where you know, you're not gonna, you're not going to break. Something where you're you're making every hustle play. You know, you're you know, diving on the floor for loose balls. You're you're going up and snatching. Um, of rebound, you're playing your butt off on defense. You know, you're playing to exhaustion, and, and you know you're having a great attitude. No matter you know what the situation is, no matter if it's you know a, a certain call, the ref make, or a certain play that goes on, you you, you know you're handling it um, maturely and, and then you know uh, a great you know a great way. And that, that's what Villanova basketball is, and we know that's what it's. to realize you know, I have to play that way for 44 minutes and teach these younger guys you know, how to do that for 40 minutes and you know, pass it torch to them you know, when I'm gone.
2: Well that's Villanova basketball it sounds like they're very happy to have Josh Hart with them. The national perspective is next and how do Big East teams rate against some of the best of the rest? Well it's a question for one of the game's insiders. Evan Daniels of Fox Sports Scout.com is next. This week in the Big East. Coming up next, the National Perspective. Be a VIP and experience select NCAA championships the best way possible with the NCAA experience. Packages for select championships, including the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship and Men's Final Four, can include game tickets, pregame VIP hospitality access, hotels, and much more. Official NCAA experience ticket and hospitality packages are available now at NCAA.com slash VIP. Secure your VIP package today
0: to experience it live. National perspective.
2: The Bulldogs can take
0: their first lead. Keelan Martin, step back two.
1: Butler takes the lead. 60 59. Hinkle is rocking again.
2: Welcome back to This Week in the Big East competitiveness the Big East has, but sometimes beating up on each other in true family feuding fashion doesn't necessarily equate to the most polished product on the floor. We've seen this from time to time. Evan Daniels is a college hoop insider for Fox Sports 1, also the director of basketball recruiting for Scout.com. He joins us this week in the Big East. Evan, as some of the Big East best start to beat up on each other a little bit, how does this factor, do you think, against teams from other power conferences, in your opinion, when everybody's trying to get to the same place? And that's March Madness.
6: Well, they're definitely beating up on each other, but I do think the league in general uh, proved themselves in the non-conferences. There's a handful of teams that really showed well uh, in the non-conference, four or five at least. So. I, and, and I think the way this works is every team is or every league is beating up on each other at this point in the season.
3: I think we had a very interesting uh, development on, I guess it was Tuesday night, when one, two, and four all lost. <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden, guys like yourself were scrambling to say, geez, who, who are the number one seats uh, around the country? And, <laughs> you know, it's very much in flux uh, right now, isn't it, Evan, With uh, with the, at the very top of the polls?
6: It really is. And then UCLA loses to USC uh, Wednesday night. So... You've got four of the top eight teams all with losses in the past two or three days, and then Kentucky and Kansas are getting ready to play each other this weekend. And one of those one of those schools is going to have back-to-back losses, so it's uh, it's definitely getting interesting. And it seems to me like Gonzaga is probably the team that's going to um, move up to the top spot. And they don't have a lot competition-wise. I know they go to St. Mary's, but I think there's even a chance where they could go undefeated in the regular season and not relinquish the the AP poll number one spot.
2: Sure. Well, let, let's play off of that for a little bit because while that, as I think, is a believable scenario, uh, you know, from you know their conference perspective, how does this beating up of each other in your mind help teams prepare for March?
6: Well, it, it definitely helps them prepare, and I, I think when you get into league play, the scouting uh, increases and in the player personnel and, and knowing exactly what everyone's going to do so it it definitely helps you from from that standpoint And I I think that what we're starting to see with the Big East is a couple of the teams rise to the top and Villanova being one Butler being the other and and obviously Creighton with the loss of Maurice Watson have struggled the last two games but uh, it's been good to see Marquette uh, ramp things up and they they really needed some marquee wins and they've been able to get them the past two weeks and in terms of beating up on each other I think that they're you know, at least over the last week and a half, have really raised their resume, and it's helped them.
3: They have, you know, since the Big East was uh, reconfigured, they've had six teams in the in the um, NCAA's one time, and uh, I think Marquette is now positioning itself, along with Seton Hall, to be five and six this year. Uh, the question is, is at the very top? You mentioned both Villanova and Butler. How good are those two teams? I know you've seen them a lot, and and to weigh them around the country, uh, can they both be, you know, top top three, four seeds? I would imagine on Selection Sunday.
6: Well, I think Villanova's got a great chance at a one seed, and it's funny, this past weekend I was talking to somebody about them having a chance to be the, the number one overall seed, and obviously their loss um, at Marquette didn't help that, but I think they're a really good team. It's, they're a little thin, because they really only play seven or so guys, but they've got some star power, and Josh Hart I think the best player in the country uh, and, and should be national player of the year, at least one of two anyways. Jalen Brunson's raised his play, and is playing really well and doing a good job of blending his scoring and facilitating and been very impressed with Chris Jenkins. All three of those guys are having the best years of their career. And you got guys in Mikel Bridges and Dante Steven Chinzo that are both stepping up. So I, I really like this Villanova basketball team. I think that uh, I, I think that they've got a chance to do damage in March uh, once again. And, and Butler, I think they've been one of the biggest surprises, not only in the Big East, but in the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they weren't picked to finish in the first half of the Big East Conference. Right. And right now they're number two in the standings. And, and they've done it in a, a, maybe a different way than, than Butler has in the past. You know, they're shooting the ball a little bit better. They've got so many guys on the court that can spread the floor uh, and open things up. And Keelan Martin's having a tremendous year. So uh, I think both of these teams are, are – are, um, are positioning themselves nicely for March.
2: Evan Daniels, College Basketball Insider, Fox Sports, and Director of Recruiting for Scout.com, joining us here this week in the Big East. How did Marquette's uh, big week, beating two then-top-ten ranked teams, and one of them obviously still probably be there this week, how did that improve their national stature?
6: Well, it certainly does, and, and I mentioned it a minute ago, they were in really need of some marquee wins, and you go to Creighton, who at that time, I think, ranked in the top ten, and then, You beat the nation's number one team. I mean, that solidifies them. Like, I think if we're picking a tournament today, they're they're probably in now. But I don't think you say that a week and a half ago. So uh, I think that they've helped themselves a lot. And like I said, they needed marquee wins. And they were able to get two of them in the past couple days. And they're going to have to finish strong. But they've positioned themselves to uh, to make the NCAA tournament.
2: Do you see now uh, a legitimate possibility for six teams in this league to perhaps make the tournament?
6: Well, I think it's five right now with Villanova, Butler, Creighton, Xavier, and Marquette, and I think Seton Hall probably has the best, or they do have the best shot uh, to be that sixth team, but they still have work to do. Yep. You know, they've got to win over South Carolina, but they're going to have to they're going to have to close some of these games out. You know, they had a chance to, uh, or they they hung with Butler and and had a chance to win that game, but they they need to get another. A uh, couple good wins, and you know they're going to have some opportunities because they go to Xavier. Um, they play Creighton at home, Villanova at home, and then Xavier at home. And Butler, they go to Butler, so mm-hmm. they have plenty of opportunities to uh, to improve their resume.
2: This is the league of opportunity, is it not? <laughs>
6: yeah, I love the, how the schedule's set up, where these guys are playing each other home and home, and. Uh, everybody gets a, a crack at each other twice, so it, it's a fun league for sure.
3: It's the only way to play, uh, the double round robin, it really is. Uh, Evan, I know you do an awful lot of time recruiting in the summertime, and I'm curious, uh, the Big East is right now not bringing in, you know, five, six McDonald's All-Americans a year, and yet I think what these coaches are doing are finding guys who really fit their programs. For example, Marquette getting Marcus Howard last uh, last spring was just a great, great late addition uh, by Wojo uh, and you know, Keith and Savage, big time freshman this year at Butler. You know, I know he wasn't a McDonald's All American, but he's really, really good. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not, not Keith and Savage, but uh, uh, the guard. Uh, sorry. Which that. one? Yeah, the freshman. Kamar Bowman. Kamar Bowman. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, if he's not a McDonald's All American, you know, I, I'd like to see who is. I mean, he's a really, really good freshman impact player. Uh, can you just speak to that a little bit? Again, they're not getting the one and done's, but maybe that's better?
6: Well, I think it depends on your team's philosophy and your recruiting strategy. And, you know, one and done isn't going to happen for everyone just because not everyone can get one and done. But there's plenty of ways to win without getting one and done players. Villanova did that last year. You know, you, these guys are going out and looking, looking for players that fit their system and fit what, exactly what they want and, the, and and mold them. And I, I think that's what you're seeing. Um, that's what you saw out of Villanova last year. Kamar Baldwin was very under the radar and I'm embarrassed to say we didn't have him in our top 100, and I saw him a couple times. I I knew he was good very quick. I I didn't know he was this good. I mean, this is a kid that's stepping up and making big plays and big moments, and he's going to be a tremendous player um, at Butler. Isn't this what Butler's always done? Yes. They always take under-the-radar guys and make them better. Like, Elon Martin is a kid. I I live in Kentucky. He's a kid from Louisville, um, Goes to or went to Ballard High School. That's about 10 minutes from where I grew up. And I saw him quite a bit, and I knew he was good. He was really cool. I didn't know how it would translate. Now he goes to Butler, and he's averaging 16 points a game. He's putting up ridiculous point totals. He's rebounding. And this is what they do. And uh, I think one of the most intriguing things about that is, whether it was Brad Stevens, uh, who obviously had tremendous success, or Brandon Miller, and now Chris Holtman, they've all found a way to make guys better.
2: Thanks, Evan. Who's got next? the schedule for another big week ahead of the big east conference that's next this week in the big east coming up who's got next this week in the big east
0: xavier university it's a place where learning extends beyond the classroom where students learn more by doing more and discover new truths about their world and themselves where passion meets purpose where students blend mission and meaning and live lives that truly matter. That's the Xavier way. Learn more about what a Xavier education can do for you at xavier.edu. Who's got next?
1: Sheatham gives wide right to Reinhardt. Reinhardt tries the three, good! Time ball game, Homer. Kate Reinhardt on fire and we're tied with 102 left.
2: John Rook, Kevin McNamara with you this week in the Big East. And Kevin, this weekend, Marquette gets to see if there's any hangover from those big wins over Creighton and Villanova. They play Providence at the Bradley Center. Creighton tries to right its ship at home against DePaul and then Butler gets to put its first place standing on the line against Georgetown. All of these games on Saturday.
3: Providence has never won at Marquette.
2: Can you believe that? Ever. In 12 years that Marquette's been in the league, Providence has never won at the Bradley Center.
3: And remember the one year the bat came in? The bat flew in uh, the Bradley Center? Strange (laughs) things have happened when the Friars have gone to
2: Marquette. It hasn't been good karma in that building for the Friars at all. Creighton needs to try to get a win as well after having two losses following Maurice Watson going down, and they have an opportunity against DePaul, and Butler gets his first test to see if they have any letdown.
3: Yeah, and, you know, we have to give a shout-out to Georgetown here. They badly, badly needed a win and came up with an important one against Creighton at home. Uh, They're in the the thickest part of their schedule. You know, they lost to Providence uh, at home and then went at Xavier, Creighton. Now they go at Butler. Uh, I I still think the Hoyas can, can... get on the proper path, obviously winning at Hinkle Fieldhouse might be one of the toughest tests of the season.
2: Sunday features a big-time non-league matchup, Virginia and Villanova couple of top 10s, top 15s going at each other in a 12-noon tip in Philadelphia. How about that one?
3: Well, I think I know nine other coaches who will be cheering really hard for Villanova, and that's sure. everyone in the Big East because this is an RPI special game. I love the game. I love intersectional games, kind of interspersed just to break up conference play a tiny bit. Virginia's a top-four seed, no question. Villanova, I think, has a chance to be a top-four top-two seed. Uh, maybe even a one seed if they can if they can really streak here toward the end of yeah, the that's season. That's what Evan
2: Daniels just told us. There
3: is no doubt. And, and you know, Villanova lost at Virginia last year, and I think uh, Jay Wright would say that was a really you know uh, helpful game to to get his team uh, steered toward a national championship. And we'll see if they can return the favor on Sunday.
2: Interesting game, also on Sunday. Xavier traveling to St. John's.
3: Are the Red Storm for real? Well, I think the garden could be hopping for that one. You know, uh, those two freshmen we've talked about so much in the show. Uh, you know, they love to be able to have the chance to light up the garden. That's why they they signed down with Chris Mullen and the Red Storm. And we all know that Xavier is a really tough team to deal with.
2: Quick peek at uh, next week's schedule as well. On Tuesday, Creighton plays at Butler. And then Wednesday, Villanova's at Providence, Marquette's at Saint John's, Seton Hall plays at Xavier. Those should all be dynamite games. But Creighton at Butler certainly going to be one to look at on Tuesday.
3: There's no question. You know, I, we've already talked about that Creighton is still, uh, you know, kind of getting over the loss of Maurice Watson. I, I do think that they're going to start, you know, playing with more consistency. But you know, to be able to do it, uh, Hinkle is, is quite a challenge.
2: Providence has a chance to get back in the mix for some kind of postseason consideration with Villanova coming to the Dunkin' Donuts Center on uh, Wednesday. Marquette's at St. John's, again, another test for the Red Storm, as well as the Golden Eagles. Seton Hall, we mentioned earlier about them having to need the right the ship just a little bit. they got to play at Xavier. It's really tough to play at Cintas, no question.
3: Uh, Seton Hall's in a tough spot right now, uh, you know, at Xavier. Then they'll go to uh, Georgetown, uh, they need some wins. They're 3-5. Yeah. Uh, I do think that, again, they're going to be pointed in the right direction as well. Our Twitter question of the week comes from
2: a Marquette fan who simply asked, with the big wins this last week, is Marquette in the tournament and at what seed do you think they should be placed?
3: I think those two wins certainly got them in the tournament if, if we had Selection Sunday this Sunday, and they'd be in the you know 7-10 to 10 range right now. Uh, but only halfway through the season, there's a lot of, obviously, in this league, there's both opportunity and landmines. What do you know? think the
2: ceiling might be as far as a potential seed for Marquette?
3: I, I could see Marquette working their way into the top four in this league, you know, uh, maybe eclipsing Creighton, uh, eclipsing Seton Hall. And top four in this league would be in the maybe as high as a six uh, six seed. Uh, but again, it's who you beat, where you beat them. Uh, they have some you know, difficult uh games left uh, although their road games are are not the most uh you know they've played the best teams on the road already with the Mm -hmm. exception they do have to go to Xavier uh, in the last week of the season good stuff our thanks today to Butler head coach Chris Holtman Villanova guard Josh
2: Hart and college hoop insider Evan Daniels for joining us. Thanks also go out to the flagship radio stations at St. John's, Marquette and Butler for their assistance. Thanks to our producer, Kevin Collins, and to the coaches and administrators at all 10 Big East member institutions. For Kevin McNamara, I'm John Rook. Hey, don't forget to tweet us your questions. Use the hashtag TWITBE. We'll put it on the air next week. And we'll be back same time next week, this week in the Big East.
0: Thanks for listening to This Week in the Big East. Special thanks to our member schools, Butler, Creighton, DePaul, Georgetown, Marquette, Providence, St. John's, Seton Hall, Villanova, and Xavier, as well as their athletic departments. This Week in the Big East is produced by Kevin Collins. The executive producers are John Paquette and Rick Gentile. Be sure to join us next week for the latest edition of This Week in the Big East.